Welcome to The Friendship Paradox, a podcast about friendship, personalities, and everything in between. I'm Brianna. I'm an extrovert, an Enneagram 2, and an acts of service kind of girl. And I'm Stephanie. I'm an introvert, an Enneagram 9, and a words of affirmation kind of girl. We are not personality experts. We're just two besties who love talking about personalities and want to share that with the world. Join us this season as we get back to our roots and discuss a few more personality frameworks that we missed our first time around. That's right, friends. It's superficial deep dive time. Superficial deep dive. Hi, Steffi. Hey, Bree. Well, I guess we should welcome everyone else who's listening to us, even though I just want to be like, hi, it's nice to see you. You too. It's like we haven't seen each other in such a long time. Listen, 36 hours is a long time. <laughs> well, welcome everyone to Stephanie I recording season six, episode two of The Friendship Paradox, where today we're going to address the DISC assessment personality framework. This one is very work focused. So I'm really interested to see how similar or different stuff I are. But before we get into that, I think it's time for some life updates. Stephanie, what's what what you up to? What am I up to? So my life update is that I spent a really fun Saturday at Rainbow Springs which is a national park? State park. State park. A state park that's about two hours away from where we live in St. Pete, Clearwater, Tampa area. (laughs) And we went river tubing because I have wanted to go river tubing there. After we had such a fun time tubing in Jamaica on our cruise last year and It's something that people around here do quite frequently, but Mm -hmm. I've just never gone. So we, I made it one of my 2023 goals to go tubing at Rainbow Springs. And I'm so happy we made it happen. It was so much fun. Although the first like maybe 30 minutes of the hour and a half, two hours ish, ride was quite frustrating for me (laughs) and because I lost my mom like if you're not like attached to your tubes you're gonna lose people because everyone's just floating or on their own wavelength really Mm -hmm. so I lost her and then she kept trying to like she kept like motioning me like come on and I was just like I don't know and that's so funny that she would even do that because it's not like you get a paddle when right. you go tubing there's no paddle <laughs> yeah I was yeah. just like I don't know so like I was sitting in my tube like butt in the middle like you do mm-hmm. and I saw all these like little kids like who were like bodies were in the middle and like they were just like draped over the top of it with their arms and I was like oh I'll do that and like then I can like use my feet to try to propel me closer forgetting that I am 35 years old have a lot more weight than the little those little kids do and that was not as easy for me as it was for like a 12 year old 
And I can't imagine that, like, the thickness of the adult tube is really conducive. No. Yeah. No, it was so hard. I kept, like, slipping down, and I'd have to, like, use all of my strength to get back up. Not to mention, I also had my phone with me, so I was trying not to get too, like, lost (laughs) in the water. So, and then my, we wore water shoes, and one of my water shoes kept, like, slipping off my heel, and I was like, I don't want it to fall. It was it was a nightmare and but eventually my mom found and I I kept like finding little places where my mom could have stopped and I was like why did she stop and like getting mad at her recognizing that like she didn't really have control because you can't you have to go the current is very yeah strong. you don't you can't steer no no you cannot steer so she eventually found like a clump of like weeds and she was like i just held on for dear life (laughs) till i found you and then so we finally got connected we got together and then we saw my stepdad because he came with us but he was just on his own (laughs) he was going back up and down like he was doing his own thing that sounds like very robert it was yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he found a place where i could like get off the tube and like get back on with my butt in the middle which was so nice and then we used my I had this like some sort of what would we call it because it's not I don't know I had like this bag with me that had a my mind went blank I want to say rope but it's not a rope if it's a bag what do you call that drawstring no where you like plug it in together clip no cord why did i lose my mind i think it's the consequence of being 35 years old i have lost my mind i don't know the word i'm that's coming to my mind is you get a tether rope to it yeah like that's what a lot of that's what like next time we are definitely going to find a rope or something to like tie ourselves together but we just use my bag to like tie each other to tweet tie our tubes together so we didn't get disconnected again smart smart but yeah so once we got connected again it was so much fun but like that first 30 minutes i was like this is terrible i'm having an awful time and listen being outdoorsy is hard it's not for the faint of heart (laughs) it really is so and like it's so funny that you went because the weekend before I went kayaking at mm-hmm. Rainbow Springs. Yeah. And then I also went swimming in Rainbow Sw- Springs. They have like a, I guess it's a swimming hole. They have like a roped in area at the spring head specifically for swimming with a dog. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I went with Julie the weekend before because I went to visit her in Ocala and Denellen, where Rainbow Springs is, is like right there. Yep. There were people going out on tubes and they were like intense about it. Like people have like coolers. Oh, yeah. They, like, bring cool. And, like, it's a whole day event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can do, they have two different options. They have the one we did, which was an hour and a half. And then they have a four-hour tube. And we were like, that's a little intense for us. (laughs) But, like, I can see if you get yourself a cooler and you just spend the day out there, like, take a break halfway through, you know. So we definitely saw some cool tubes while we were out there yeah because people own tubes yeah, they do yeah it so you can often. like bring your own tube it doesn't like save you any money because we're no. like oh should we get a tube but we might end up depending how much my mom wants one that like provides support for her neck because her neck mm-hmm. was really hurting yeah because you have to like keep it up yeah yourself. yeah so and they do make ones that have that little headrest yep 
They do. Yeah, we found we found one that we wanted to get, and it was like a two-person tube <gasps> with like a cooler in them. Like there's like a cooler area in the middle, but I th- it's too, you can only bring tubes that are a certain like size, like dimensions. Yeah, they won't let you bring something that big. Unfortunately, it's like dang it, that would have been perfect. For us. I mean, there are cute rental properties along the river. I wonder if you could rent one of those like for a long weekend and bring whatever you wanted yeah but then you have to carry it back up that's that's true that's the the stinky part but yeah we saw lots of great houses along the way and we're like this would be amazing the only problem is like dinellan is the middle of middle of nowhere (laughs) yeah it would have to be like your your lake house that you just visit yeah and have like a fun like couple of weeks there, but not live there full time. I, I I don't think I could do it. Yeah. So in my future, maybe I will own a lake house, says the girl who cannot even buy a regular house for herself because life is expensive. But and, and the housing market right now is not nice. Mm-mm. No, no, no. It's not nice. Nor is the mortgage lending market. <laughs> Interest Nothing. rates are absurd. Yup. So anyway, that was my life update. Super fun. Glad I got to check off a 2023 goal. And I think we'll be back very soon. I love fun. that. Yeah. What is going on in your world? I'm already exhausted and the traveling hasn't even started yet. But what's going on in my world is that, oh, in the next four weeks, I'll be getting on an airplane three times. That is too many airplanes. Too many airplanes. I leave in a few days for Salt Lake City for work. And then the following weekend, I fly to New Jersey for my cousin's wedding, which will be very nice. And then two weeks after that, I fly to Austin, Texas. Going to visit Jackie and Lori. We're going to go to Texas wine country. Oh, yeah. I forgot you said you were going to do that. Oh, I love you that you guys. I feel like you guys are now doing like a yearly like girls weekend or something. I would I would say probably about that. This will be my second time in Texas this year. Mm. Okay, but this is the true girls weekend where Mm -hmm. no, no husband or kids in any (laughs) in any of the in any of the pictures. It's just the girls. I love that. I do too. So I've never been more grateful for having TSA pre-check. Yeah. Oh, I hope my immune system's ready. The last time I had this much travel, I decided to get a throat infection and shingles. And I was sick as a dog for a full month. So I, mm. I have been taking a daily probiotic to help. Mm, yeah. Supposedly that helps your immune system. And I've been working out pretty much every day. So I'm just like hoping yeah it was enough but that's it, just it's a lot of people it's a lot of high contact with a lot of people yeah for sure so <laughs> and plus with kids having gone back to school like the ick is just everywhere the, the ick is everywhere yeah yeah that's for sure yeah like my local my favorite bakery in Dunedin they had to shut down for a few days because the kids went back to school immediately got the owner of the bakery sick oh no <laughs> she's like i can't bake safely. bake yeah. <laughs> it's like oh oh goodness all right well 
short and sweet just gonna be jet shed jet, jet shedding <laughs> jet shedding we're just like gonna dr seuss our way through yes these episodes let's do it <laughs> no actually we did a lot of research for for these episodes so i think we where was I I going with that train of thought I don't know I don't know but we yeah we're smart we can make up our own words if we want yes but yeah after season one we had a a good stretch of episodes where we didn't have to do so much research and it was just like all right let's just talk about our lives and now at this up this season it's back to like okay got to do some research and like get some stuff down but it's all very interesting admittedly I've enjoyed it yeah me too but like I'm still not going back to school. Like I really don't mm-hmm. want to do research in like a controlled setting. Nope. I want to do my own research and do it in a way I want to do it. Like books are one of my favorite ways to like research and learn about new things. But I do not want to be reading textbooks again or writing stuff or taking tests. No, thank you. Just personality tests. I was going to say the irony being <laughs> we definitely are taking tests. <laughs> All right. So our topic today is the DISC assessment. And the source primarily we primarily used is a website called Truity. But there are many resources out there. And in fact, I'll talk about this in a little bit. Like I had to take the DISC assessment for work again. Oh. I took it when I first started working there because it goes to your managers and HR to help with personal development, which is really cool. But then I'm in a leadership development program right now through work and we had to take a disc assessment for that. So it's just very funny. And we're not using Truity for that. We're using like a paid yeah paid website yeah. for that. that makes sense. <laughs> but I'll kick us off by kind of describing the history and kind of explaining what the DISC assessment even is. So it is. it was developed by a psychologist. So it is based on the theories of a psychologist named William Moulton Marston. Say that three times fast. In 1928. So a really long time ago. The reason why this name may or may not sound familiar is because this gentleman was also credited with creating the polygraph test. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? Oh. I I didn't recognize his name, but being the true crime junkie I am, <laughs> the polygraph test obviously speaks me. So, smart dude. But, fun fact, he did not make the assessment. He just developed the theories. The assessment for it came later when it was adapted into a test developed by an industrial psychologist named Walter Clark in 1956 so nearly 30 years later so what is the disc assessment it is a measure of interpersonal behavior that is often used in workplace settings as i've already hinted at and it focus on focuses on how a person works and contributes to a team so this model classifies how we interact across two axes of behavior Active versus receptive and skeptical versus agreeable. So think of it like like X, Y axes, which will then form four quadrants of personality styles here. So those four quadrants are drive, influence, support, and clarity. 
So now I thought the best way to break this down was to start with like describing the axes and then get into the descriptions of the four quadrants. So Steph. Me? You. Would you like to kick us off with the axes? I shall. Aw, tanks. So, the first axis we're going to talk about is the vertical axis. So, the one that goes up and down. And it represents the upper and lower parts of the circle. Which signifies if you are active or receptive in your work life. Or, to put it more specifically... Are you more outgoing or reserved at work? Who knows where we fall on this? Not a clue. Not. I have no (laughs) idea. (laughs) If you are more outgoing, you'll likely fall in the upper area, which is active. Active people are decisive and want to see results quickly. They are fast-paced workers who can be very outspoken. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Those who are more reserved will fall in the lower area, receptive. They are more quality conscious and careful. They are more quiet, speak more slowly, and take their time when making decisions. Every Enneagram 9. Yeah. My fall in this contract. Every single one. <laughs> the other axis is the horizontal axis. So, so the one that represents the left and right sides of the circle. It signifies if you are more skeptical or agreeable. It answers the question... Are you more people-focused or task-focused at work? Those who are people-focused fall on the right side and are considered agreeable. They are focused on relationships, interactions, and cooperation. They are skilled at relationship building and hone in on how other people are feeling. On the left side are our task-focused peeps who are considered skeptical. They are focused on data, logic, and results and want to get things done. And they like to challenge ideas and people. So they're probably the ones saying, why are we doing things this way? And constantly searching for ways to improve processes. Hmm. I know we joke about being polar opposites a lot, but this assessment this really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we have an understanding of the definition of the axes, now let's get into like the four quadrants that you could fall in based on where you fall on these axes, both up and down and side to side. So I'll do the first half. So we'll start with drive. Drive relates to assertiveness in decision-making, power and control. Some DISC assessments don't use drive for the word D. They use the word dominance. I don't particularly love that word. I feel it has like a lot of negative connotations, but... I think that's probably why the one we took calls it drive. It's it's a little bit more kinder. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so people who score high in drive have a get shit done attitude. They're very competitive. They're persuasive. They're ambitious. And they possess that results-oriented thinking. People who score high in drive are also likely to enjoy shaking. T- shaking. Wow. Wow, you're still making up your own words here. (sighs) Taking on new challenges and they like being in charge. Influence relates to working with other people. So this is focusing on interaction and communication styles. 
People who score high in influence take interest in and often excel at networking, relationship building, and again, persuasion. So if you score high in this trait, you probably like working with people <laughs> and working on teams and being in social situations. So I'll find you, I'll find you by the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you like to do the other half? No. No? Okay. I'll do them. No, then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so now we have this in the disc. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. This. This is the support. <laughs> support in some assessments is also known as steadiness. So I like both of those. Support and steadiness are mm-hmm. pretty, pretty positive traits. So these are people who are deeply thoughtful, patient, and committed to harmony in a work environment. They enjoy structure and organization and tend to be warm and accepting of others. Supports may enjoy working behind the scenes and being part of a larger team. And now we have the last one, the k of the disc assessment. I feel like I really missed out doing sounds for the first half. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> this is why you're your brains. You're the brains of this operation for sure. <laughs> So the, that one, the last one is clarity, which can also be known as compliance. These are people who enjoy structure, organization, and correctness. It's a hard word to say. It is. They are detail-oriented, quality-conscious, and cautious when it comes to decision-making. For them, problem-solving is the name of their game. I want them on my team. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm really curious to hear how you scored. Because I I do think we're probably not in the same quadrant. <laughs> no. Well, are we diagonal from each other? Maybe not. No, we're not. I don't think. Well, what is your disc type? My disc type is influence. 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 But my second one... Like, because you get the percentage that you are of each. Yeah. Which I think is really nice because all of us possess qualities and traits of all of these quadrants. Mm-hmm. And it's just like how strongly you fall into a quadrant. And so like my most strong quadrant is influence. But my second most strong one is support. Okay. And they're really close. Yeah. Like I got... A 36% for influence and a 33% for support. Oh, yeah. They're very close. But then not far behind is drive mm-hmm. at 26%. And then I have <laughs> clarity is 5%. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm almost like a third, a third, a third, and then very mm, little very clarity, little. which I think is really interesting because I think it's just like I'm, I work so fast paced. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not a detail-oriented person. I am not cautious when it comes to decision-making. I'm like, make a decision, move on. Make a decision, move on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't take my time to, mm-hmm. to truly, like, sit and consider things. Yeah. And certainly much less so when it, because I'm more of, like, the people person. And I'm, like, in a client-facing role. And I, yeah. I am a team manager. And so... I'm ve- my work style is very like working on a team, leading a team, talking to people kind of situation. So of course I said I wanted to hear yours, and then I basically described myself. 
I know. So God. selfish of me. So selfish. <laughs> no. So mine, I don't have the exact percentages because I use Truity and they just give you like the little. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. So I cheated because yeah. my Truity answers gave me the same as the ones that I took, my paid yeah. one that I took through work. Yeah. So I used my work one to give myself yeah. the percentages. I but cheated. I, could, like, I cheated. I could figure out sort of. Yeah. Uh, so support was definitely my biggest chunk like support is definitely where what my disc is for sure clarity came in was very close behind so i think i'm like a support slash small clarity yeah and then influence and drive was like probably like where you're clear it's like five percent or something it was such a small little piece of the pie and then influence was pretty small too so i think i'm very like really living in that like bottom half of the disc yeah circle. And, and i'm i'm hanging out at the in the top top half that's where i joked that our polar oppositeness yeah comes. like it's like the assertiveness <laughs> yeah and, like part of me which if we think back to last episode assertiveness and agreeableness like it, it makes a lot of sense so mm-hmm. my personality traits definitely talk to each other or I should say my extroversion and agreeableness from last week. Yeah. Really, really paved the way for how my disc assessment <laughs> shook out. Yeah. Yeah. So the quadrant is mine is the upper half and then it's to the right for, mm. for like that ag- more agreeableness. Yeah. I, I'm mostly the low. I'm all, well, no, I'm all the lower half, which is the receptive side. But on the horizontal axis, I am really kind of like both, like skeptical and agreeable. But I think I hang out a little more on the agreeable side than a skeptical side. Yeah. But I think that like clarity part of me is very, has gotten to, I think I was more clarity. And now that I am a team manager, I've learn more skills and I've become more skilled at like supporting other people and leading a bigger team and all of that so I think that's where like the support comes in and like I was probably more clarity just like working on my own being organized detail oriented and now I'm becoming a little more support and frankly I would love to be managed by you you're so empathetic and kind Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. No, it's true. Like, I could see that as soon as you, like, learn some of those, like, leadership-y type skills, which you just do on the job, like, I think that, I think, honestly, it probably makes you a better manager for individual contributors. Yeah. Because you know how they function. Mm Because that was you. Yeah. Yeah. That was me for a very long time, so I definitely empathize with their work lives yeah so i will say to round this part out so the words that other or the way the words used to describe how others view me at work because of of where i fall in the quadrant you would describe me as charismatic warm and sociable Mm -hmm. i like to motivate people and drive enthusiasm yeah that that is you to a t yeah that that nails it yeah, mine are how others see me at work, empathetic, which you just said. Yep. Compassionate and kind. Which and, I also just said. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy to support others' goals. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it like, that really 
for me, this assessment really clarified a lot of things for me and just like what I'm doing and being a people manager is something I have really enjoyed and I just love helping people and supporting them and like making sure they're getting what they need and that they're they're meeting their goals and I'm helping them so this really helped me realize like how much this role means to me and all that good stuff I love that yeah I love it I also like being in a manager role yeah I also I mean as the word said, I, I love motivating people to do more, mm-hmm. grow, be better. Yeah. Be better than you were yesterday. Uh, yeah. We don't have to compare ourselves to anyone but our own selves. Yeah, I do struggle with tough feedback. But I think we discussed that in our, our feedback episode. In yeah. our feedback and episode when we did the season all too. about work. It's tough. It's tough. You got to do it. But that's part of motivating people. Yeah. So now that we have taken this workplace personality framework assessment, do you have a tip for our listeners? Sure. My tip is to use your DISC assessment to help you set career goals. Like I said, this test helped me clarify that being a people manager is something I really enjoy. And that's because I love the relationship building that comes with it being able to be a support system to my direct reports. So I'm already doing the thing I have learned from this assessment is where my skills lie. And it will help me continue to set career goals focused on relationship building. But perhaps for other people, you got an answer and your current job responsibilities are vastly different from your skill set. So in that sense, I want you all to take the time to be curious and think about how you can take these results and use them to either create a new career path for yourself or consider how these skills can be utilized in your current job. Easier said than done. I know that very well, but being curious about like how your personality fits into your life and that includes your work life is vitally important because that's where you're really going to find like fulfillment in work. Absolutely. My tip is really similar and it is that if this assessment is not already being utilized by your management or human resources, maybe suggest it because I don't know about you. you dear listeners but generally speaking most employers have like an annual review kind of structure to help with determining bonuses promotions merit raises stuff like that and there's usually like a personal goal setting like portion of like the personal of of the personal review of the annual review (laughs) and so I think that the DISC assessment is really helpful for career pathing and goal setting like taking management classes like if you have a propensity for teamwork and relationship building maybe your career path is to move from an individual contributor to a to a people manager and me and if that's not for you a good way to try to carve out what your individual 
contributor path might look like based on your strengths if you have like if you're very high in clarity like you might do great in like a development type of role so I think that this could be like a really good guide I think it's just a really good guide like fundamentally speaking so make the suggestion can't hurt yeah I love that I am definitely going to bring this up to my management team and like all the different people managers we have on our team to for us to do this assessment and then I am definitely going to make my team do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and maybe even you can get a paid version if you are able to convince management oh yeah I should do that yeah that that one's really nice because you get a, a report to download after so the individual person themselves has like a report and then also management gets reports so they learn how to work with you yeah as an employee yeah it's really neat all right that was like the meat and potatoes so we get to move on to our favorite section obsessions steffikins what are you currently obsessed with i am currently obsessed with the movie red white and royal blue which brie and i saw together on friday which was two days ago from when we are recording this it was so cute. We it both, was so cute. Uh, it was so, yeah. So we both read and loved the book, and we were both very excited for the movie adaptation, and it lived up to all of my expectations. It was sweet and funny, and oh, uh, it just, it was the cutest rom-com, and I'm glad it was made. It delivered. It definitely delivered. And I enjoyed Uma Thurman. Oh, my God. So Um, great. With a southern accent. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm obsessed with it. And I want everyone to watch it. It is on Amazon Prime. So go watch it and just be happy for an evening. Yeah. No, it was, if nothing else, it was just a really good rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it, too. What are you obsessed with, my friend? It's like way too early in the year for me to be doing this, but I am. I'm obsessed with researching Christmas presents. Okay. I, instead of like doom scrolling Instagram in the evenings, Mm -hmm. I've been like doom scrolling Amazon, Etsy, and Uncommon Goods. (laughs) (laughs) Researching Christmas presents. Listen, you got to get a head start. I like making like like saved lists. Yeah. So that way when I go to buy them, like I have an idea of what to get everyone. Mm-hmm. But I'm spending way too many hours doing this. It is obsessive. Oh, I yeah, I know because like that is my life once once we're ready to like send out the Christmas lists. Like thankfully we all do for the my family. We all do Christmas lists, so it's just like, all right, you're just buying from that list, but like there are, like my mom, I like to try to go off list a little bit and buy her something she didn't know she needed, and then like for friends and stuff, I always want to try to find something that they're going to love, but yeah, it it's like a part-time job. I guess that's why there's personal shoppers. Yeah. Yeah. I do use embarrassingly like buzzfeed oh they make gift yeah suggestion lists obviously they're just like stuffed with affiliate links yeah for sure but there are some like neato ideas on there and they do Mm -hmm. it for like every say 
capitalistic holidays like father's day they do a bunch <laughs> of lists and mother's day they do a bunch of lists and but they do they do put out a lot for the the christmas holiday season i don't think they've done like a hanukkah specific list but i would love to see it and maybe they have they have had they have to you would think especially because they're based in new york okay buzzfeed hanukkah gift list let's see Yep. <laughs> 30 things that'll make perfect Hanukkah gifts. <laughs> 21 Hanukkah gifts for your loved ones that are lit. That's uh-huh. that's freaking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but God bless BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is how we got the Try Guys, which, total tangent, did you see the gossip about Ned Fulmer? No. Ned and Ariel were spotted at one of the L.A. Taylor Swift concerts together. Oh. Huh. Yeah, People Magazine posted about it. Ugh. I hope, like, I want her to just, like, leave him and live her best life. But I also don't blame her for trying to make things work. (laughs) I'm looking through. I just Googled buzzfeed hanukkah and one of the things that came up the try guys make me laugh make like it's like an amazon link anyway wow yeah so i wouldn't be mad like i understand her wanting to make things work for like the sake of their family but they got two little kids yeah i just want her to be happy honestly i don't really care about ned i didn't mean to bring up bummer gossip (laughs) (laughs) it's just buzzfeed led me to try guys which led me to that because it was so shocking that even sean got served it and sent a screenshot to me oh my god did you say guys (laughs) it's the little things in life y'all oh all right well we did it yes we did we got through a full episode with me in charge which is truly a miracle if you're enjoying listening to stephanie and i banter about things that interest us good for you we'd love for you to stick around the best way to do that is to rate and review this podcast so that way we're encouraged to continue with our shenanigans and then if you subscribe anytime we drop an episode you'll be the first to know if you can't get enough of us which I don't blame you. We're just bundles of joy. (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram at The Friendship Paradox. We post occasionally about our episodes, but also with fun behind-the-scenes photos of your two favorite people, Brie and Steph. (gasps) Us. Us. And with all that said, thank you for stopping by, tuning in, and listening to The Friendship Paradox. I'm Brie. I'm Stephanie. Bye-bye.